Jeremiah Masoli is serving up a big glass of shut the hell up to everybody, including big myself around the Canadian. Big glass a of what? Big glass of shut the hell up, everybody. <laughs> He's back, everybody. You can all breathe easier. Chez has returned. That means Chez and Balls are back together again. James Sabalski, Davis Sanchez. The waggle is properly intact. Welcome back. You had a great reason while you were gone, weren't you, Mr. Sanchez? Uh, yes, I, I, I was gone for the me and my lovely wife, Veronica, welcomed our first child into the world, our daughter, Avery L. Sanchez says uh yeah pretty pretty uh pretty cool experience and uh healthy baby and healthy wife uh, i feel i feel pretty fortunate and uh you know la- the lack of sleep the last few days uh is uh kind of a thing everyone deals with but the uh the love and the, the kisses and when i look at her little face it's uh it's all worth it so uh, thanks for all the all the people that sent the nice nice notes and uh well wishes. I appreciate it. We, my family, appreciate it. Uh, it's good to be back. Congratulations, buddy. I am uh, I am so happy for you and kind of listening and following the journey as you get ready for this. Very excited for you and Veronica. And the one thing that's great about having a baby, it's one of the few things on social media that people really don't hate on, right? Like you can offer an opinion on something or pretty much almost anything else you post on in life will generally get uh, some sort of reaction, positive or negative. This one only elicits positives, right? Like everybody loves a baby picture. <laughs> When it comes to social media, or at least the people that don't like it, at least they you're don't say weird. it. You're just but weird people, if you don't you like get it. Lots you're of just love. weird. <laughs> you don't like if you don't exactly. like babies. Yeah. You're just weird. Yeah, exactly. Somebody just sending you. You know what? Unfollow. Yeah. I'm unfollowing you for this. I don't uh, like it. Of, you know, go riders. Only, 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 <laughs> only love and uh, and good good, uh, good. Pretty special as most a lot of a lot of people know. Uh, childbirth is a pretty special deal. Uh, yeah, we were pretty fortunate. Thanks, James. And you got and you got a little Chez, uh, a little Chez uh, Al's jersey too, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. You yeah, know the what? Office, the right? crew at the crew at the at the office, the CFL.ca crew at the office here, they uh, gifted little Avery with a uh, number two Alouette's uh, little Chez jersey. Really cute uh, and and appreciated from the crew. That was that was cool to have last week. They got that for me, so. Uh, yeah, she'll be uh, representing, but uh, she's going to wait a little while. She's not going to put it on right now. Um, she's going to wait a while, and uh, she's a bit of a Fairweather fan, and uh, she wants to uh, see which direction our, our team is going before she puts it on. You're going to pick your battles. That's fair. That's fair. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good call on that one. And uh, while, while we have a moment, uh, we should take this time to remind everybody uh, that listens each and every week to The Waggle that we are brought to you by sport clips mr sanchez sport clips is what i'm talking about yeah that uh that vip haircut that uh that vip service with the with the shampoo with the steam towels uh and all the good stuff you get at sport clips when you when you go in there and, and uh ask for that vip service and uh you know what they do at sport clips seaball you will have the opportunity to not only go in there and and get a cut and get clean up and be respectable but uh, you can watch TV while while there. Watch sports on TV while you're there, and uh, you know football, baseball, basketball. You watch it all while you're getting cleaned up, and and that's why 
we love it. And, uh, and yeah, shout out to our, our good partners, the good folks over at Sporkle. There you go. And uh, hey, there's, it's a perfect time to go right now because there's this like intergalactic soccer tournament happening right now. Uh, so what better time of the day? And it's happening during the day. So for a lot of us here on this time zone, you can sit back, get in the chair, watch a little footy, get your flow taken care of, look like Chez, or even look like me, the Arctic blonde one. Uh, sport clips. Find the nearest sports clip, sport clips nearest you at sportclips.com. .ca, and don't forget, you can get your freebie at cfl.ca slash waggle, and you can redeem that free MVP haircut voucher for first-time customers. So uh, let's just dive in, Chez. Um, it's kind of an unfortunate story that we kick off this week, and it was uh, the story that I think everybody's been buzzing about. We're talking about one of the all-time greats of this generation, Ricky Ray. Uh, a magical image to close out 2017, but the Argos, uh, boy, what a scare for everybody just last weekend. And that was Ricky Ray um, suffering a, a neck injury on the field against, uh, boy, to see that happen against the uh, Calgary Stampeders in the rematch of last year's Grey Cup. Uh, right now, the Argos are saying that he will miss significant time this season as a result of that neck injury he suffered last Saturday. Uh, he was taken off on a stretcher, and we're talking about the Argos' all-time leading passer. Uh, he was released from hospital, and now he's at home, but uh, he's going to need more tests. And right now, no timeline on his return. And, and at this point in time, uh, you know, Jim Pop's been quoted as saying that, look, um, right now it's just about, you know, football is secondary right now. His health is first and foremost. And this guy's 38 years old, so he's certainly on the back end of his career. Um, but at the same time, look at what he's overcome, Chez. I mean, the injuries that he has endured, especially even just as an Argo, uh, and that he's bounced back from. Uh, but nevertheless, to see him down for 20 minutes uh, the other night, it, it was scary and quite unfortunate, too. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the league, I don't think I know that uh, the one thing about or one of the things about the Canadian Football League, it's a close-knit family, and, and uh, you know, it, it football yeah. becomes secondary when you see, because it's such a close-knit family, everyone has ties. When you look on the field and there's, you, know, you either have, have played with them or coaches have been on the same staff as him, guys have played against him. You're playing guys sometimes two, three, four times a year. You just you build relationships with guys, and that's what uh, makes, one of the things that makes the CFL special. And, and uh, so when Ricky goes down, you kind of, so many people are affected by it and, and uh, you know, are uh, just thinking about Ricky. So it's uh, like you said, like what Jim Pop said, it's not you know, football secondary, whether he comes back in six weeks, eight weeks, or, or doesn't come back. It's uh, right now for everybody, it's just about Ricky's health and Ricky's family and our thoughts with Ricky. But the good news that he has, you know, they did announce that he has feeling in, in his legs and, and his arms. And uh, so he's, that's, that's great news. Uh, he has done that and uh, and our thoughts from here uh, at the Waggle and at the CFL are obviously with, with Ricky and his family as well you know there was and, and this is where everybody kind of looks at things and you say you know here's a guy um, look he's this is a guy who's got over 60,000 passing yards uh, fourth all time and he was closing in on Henry Burris uh, he's not going to catch Anthony Calvio or Damon Allen um, you know, fifth all time in touchdown passes with 324 
Um, you know, there was so much speculation in the offseason about Ricky Ray and whether he whether he would return or not. And, um, you know, he was contemplating retirement, ultimately decided to come on back this year after the sort of storybook finish to 2017. And as opposed to, you know, calling it a career, then he comes back. I, I just I just hope that that's not the final image of Ricky Ray on a Canadian football league field. Um, and if it is, I will, and, and I, let's not go down that road just yet. I know a lot of people are thinking about it, but I will say this, I will remember one of the best big game quarterbacks in league history. And definitely that I ever witnessed firsthand with the wins when it mattered most. Um, Hey, uh, Chez, I was there for, for three of his four Grey Cup victories uh, to be in the stadium for that. One most recently in 2017, the one in 2003 uh, over the Montreal Alouettes in Regina. And then there was that one when you were playing uh, alongside Ricky Ray um, in 2005 um, in that win again over the Montreal Alouettes, that one at BC Place Stadium uh, in Vancouver uh, that I will always think of the Danny Machocha uh, sort of reaction where he looked like he nearly had a heart attack on the sidelines because um, they had to have one more play on the field, I think, and he thought it was over and he was running out there celebrating. But, um, you know, Guy was a big-time player. You'd be hard-pressed to get Ricky Ray out um, in a big game like a Grey Cup, uh, and that record uh, is certainly reflective of that. So wish him all the best in his recovery because, uh, well, look, he's a former teammate of yours, but he's a hell of a player to watch. And you look at what he's gone through over the course of his career. And I think a lot of people wanted to write him off after 2011 when the Edmonton Eskimos finally cut ties with him. And look at this. Here we are in 2018, and he was coming back for another season. And look, he got two more great cups in Toronto. And he's the franchise's all-time leading passers. Not bad for a guy who was written off, what, six years ago can't, there, Chess. You can't find, can't find uh, a person to say a bad word about Ricky Ray. That's, that's uh, a testament to him as, as a person as well. It's, it's, you know, it's, he's, a, he's, a, he's as much of a class act as, as you're going to find in pro sports. And that's, you know, we always have nice things to say about people when they retire and, and, uh, and, or when a situation like this arises – their health is in question, but Ricky Ray is—he's uh, been as good of a guy as as, uh, as this league has had, and uh, yeah, he'll be—I'm sure he'll be around whether he's playing or not. James, he'll be—he's one of the all-time greats. He'll be around this league for a long time, regardless. He's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's special part of the CFL, so it's uh, you know whether he plays or not, who, who really cares? His his legacy doesn't. Uh, isn't affected by this just hope he's healthy and uh, he's gonna go down as he talked about forever and uh, go down as one of the greats in this league and a guy who was like a legit star like, do you remember that moment when we were during great cup week last year when we went into the elevator uh where we were staying in the hotel and there was this couple that was there i will never forget they walked I will in. never forget yes you remember I will that never forget how excited like it made it made their world when they came in and they just wanted to share it with somebody and they just said we just met ricky ray and they were beaming they were so happy and that was the sort of impact that ricky ray had on the fan base around the canadian football league there's very few players that can make that happen and ricky ray we just met we just met ricky they walked in the elevator we were coming back just to give a little background story we were coming back from a long long day 
as the Grey Cup is for us. And you were hammered. Like, you were wasted. You almost yeah, threw up, right? That's doubtful. But, but, <laughs> co- yeah, but coming back – no, but we were, we were exhausted. Come back from a long, a long, a long day, yeah. and we got in the elevator, and, and a couple an, – an older couple came in, and they were all smiles, and they probably saw our credentials, and they, they said, you won't believe it. We just met Ricky Ray, and he was the nicest guy. And we just – they just met him and to you know be that excited of meeting Ricky Ray that tells you just what you're saying what a what a star he was and what a you know what a class act he obviously was in their interaction with him and that's how he you know, that's how he treated a lot of people. so much love for as I call him young Richard thoughts thoughts with him and yeah absolutely man we, we sure wish the best for for Ricky and a guy who's been on this show uh, in the past as well I would consider him a friend of the show if you will um, and boy can just in, you know, in closing on this page uh, of this storyline here this week doesn't this speak volumes to the importance of the signing of James Franklin and the trade that the Argos made that Jim Pop made this offseason we talked about the likelihood that James Franklin could very well see some time you know, quarterback depth is everything right now, and for them to land James Franklin, there's a lot of teams around the CFL right now that don't have that luxury. Um, if there is a team that has potential to weather the storm to lose a player like uh, of Ricky Ray's caliber, you know, James Franklin, we're going to find out all about whether or not he's uh, he's ready for prime time, as a lot of people have suggested he has been for a couple of years now. Uh, looks like we're going to find out pretty quickly uh what james franklin's all about yeah, he'll get a shot they did they, you know they signed him because we know every every team in this league needs two good quarterbacks and uh and uh, james frank will get his opportunity if it's james franklin uh bethel thompson is uh, somebody who mark trespin uh, speaks highly of as well so i would uh i don't think i'm going out on a limb to say it's going to be james franklin but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked if it was uh was if it was Bethel Thompson, so we'll see who it is uh, who lines up for the the Argos as they uh, as they get ready for bye week this week. So that will give time to prepare. You played under Tressman, and you played with Ricky Ray. Uh, you played with Anthony Calvillo, and you played with AC um, under Mark Tressman. For a guy like James Franklin, we've talked about this in the past, just how big he is. But he is an athlete, and he's probably the best athlete that Mark Tressman has had to work with as a quarterback uh, in this league. Would, would you not agree, like, in terms of what he can offer with his feet, in addition to what he can do in terms of chucking the ball downfield with arm strength and, and mobility and size? Like, there's a lot to work with for Mark Tressman here. Yeah, Mark Tress, you know, the quarterbacks that, have, that Mark Tressman's worked with, you know, mostly Anthony and, and Ricky, you know, aren't, you know, don't have the same skills. Dropbacks. Skill. Yeah, they're dropback guys. And that's, you know, Mark Tressman's offense is – mostly predicated on uh, quick reads and uh, getting the ball out of your hands, going through your progression and you know, kind of using that, that pass game as a, as a sh- short possession pass game, similar to the run game, control the clock to control the ball uh, and, and change tempo and then take your shots. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's James Franklin by all accounts is a cerebral guy as well. I think is you know, that would give, you know, his mobility will give Mark Trespin, other options to do things, you know, whether it's rolling him half rolls and, and using probably the RPO, the run pass option a little bit more, allowing James to, I think the biggest person this will affect is it will help out James Wilder Jr. Because now you have the threat of uh, the threat of the read option and the, and the threat of, uh, of 
of um, James Franklin keeping the ball and, and threatening the edges there and allowing you know, those ends can't outside backs can't crash. The guys responsible for the for the D gap there can't crash. And now James Wilder Jr. have a little more room in the run game. So I, I, Mark Trespin's a smart guy. He'll I don't think he's not going to. I don't think he's not going to change his offense, but he'll now implement some of that use threat of James getting to the edge uh, to help uh, open up some run gaps. Now, uh, quarterback storylines uh, really aren't the uh, the only ones. Is uh, word came out on Tuesday that uh, I think probably surprised more than a few people. It was initially reported that Zach Caleros will miss this week's game against the Owls uh after suffering a concussion but then the narrative changes substantially a little later in the day when word comes down that he's been placed on the six game injured list zach caleros so again quarterback and this is one of those ones where a lot of people were trying to figure out what happened to zach caleros when was the moment and where it was because i mean from a broadcast standpoint it wasn't exactly cut dry but brandon bridge is the guy here going forward and um and for the foreseeable future this is an opportunity now for brandon bridge and again i mean not to sound redundant here but exactly like you said the the depth of quarterback um to to the importance of it here in the canadian football league yeah well you know brandon it, it happens but brandon is a guy who i think most people feel pretty good about as a, as a backup quarterback and he's his time it, when he's gotten in the game he's being effective now, but now it's a whole, whole another ball game because this is going to be his team for the near future. Six games is a long time. That's a, a third of the season. That's uh, it's going to be his team. Teams are going to get a, get a lot of film on Brandon Bridge now. They're going to be able to defensive coordinators to prep strictly for Brandon Bridge now. And uh, you know, it's Steve McAdoo who's going to be able to kind of tailor the offense to know that it's going to be all Bridge. So he's he's talked about it. You know, this is his chance, James. I mean, you've talked to him about it. I mean, he's yeah. He believes he's a starting quarterback in this league, and he wants the opportunity. And now he's going to get it. He's going to get all the reps. He's going to get all the pressure, and he's going to get all the love if he if he balls out. And he's going to get the criticism and and what happens to a starting quarterback if he doesn't. And that's. I mean, everyone loves the backup quarterback, right, James? You've been around the game a long time. Every, everyone <laughs> loves the starter. Who doesn't love to find one guy right now in the media who has anything bad to say about Brandon Bridges' game? Like, everyone, Brandon Bridges is wonderful. Brandon Bridges is great. Brandon Bridges is getting, you know, hosed. Brandon Bridges is not getting the opportunities yeah. he deserves. And, and I, 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 you know, to a point, agree that he has kind of, for what he's done in his sample size, he probably deserves a better fate. But it's, you know, that's – it's a tough business and it's competitive, so it is what it is. But he's got it now, so uh, I look forward yeah, to watching. Ask watch Vernon that. Adams. Ask Vernon Adams what it's like being a backup quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, you could be on. You could be on six teams in three years as well. But it's a uh, yeah. So it's uh, good for Brandon. I look forward to watching him. He's exciting. I think he's got a lot of tools in his in his tool belt, and uh, he'll get a he'll get a shot uh, against uh, who they got going uh, Montreal. Yeah, well, that's probably the best team to go against right now. Is uh, he's going to get a shot at the Owls, who um, definitely took a took a whooping from the Bombers last week. Oh my gosh, that was that was ugly. I mean, uh, and and you know what? And, and and it was unfortunate because to try to sell that at home. And after I actually thought there were some encouraging things from the Alouettes in their first game in Week One against the Lions, but. You know, suddenly when you look at the numbers and you put them all together, they're giving up almost 450 yards a game. And 
They've given up eight sacks on D, uh, you know, their offensive line's given up eight sacks, and it's just uh, suddenly it's uh, it's same old, same old, what we've talked about. And, and you know, I don't want to sit here and just pile on, but I, I it was a, a major, major no, setback it, after it, what I saw, some positives. It and we, It is yeah. what it is. We, I mean, we're not – we're not piling on. It is what it is. I mean, you you get, you know, you play well, and we're gonna pump your tires. You get you get drug. You're gonna talk about it. You got Al's got drug. That was uh, that was embarrassing at home. You know, so you know, I've heard guys say that it looked like some some guys were quitting and shutting it down. Um, I I didn't see that. I haven't broke. I didn't want to watch the film again on that game, so I didn't watch it again. <laughs> so I can't tell you that to be honest. Uh, there's yeah. other, ga- other games I wanted to break down and look at, so I haven't spent time to. I'll probably dig into a little bit more. I have watched. It definitely got easy. It, uh, I will say this, though. It definitely got easier and easier for the Bombers the more that game wore on. So people can draw conclusions. On, this, you know, on the on Winnipeg side, uh, you know, what Chris Reveler brings to the table is, is tough, to, tough to handle as well. I mean, he's, yes, he's in his second career start. And yes, he's new to the CFL, not even going through a mini camp, which is impressive. But he had, he's a confident, confident kid. He's big. He's strong. He's, he's decisive with, with his decisions. And that's been the most impressive part for me. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in this league. They look hesitant. And uh, Chris, Chris Revelers, you know, he sees what he sees. He's standing. I'm sure he's not making all the right reads. I'm positive he's not. But when he makes a read, and he decides it and he sticks it in there. And that's. If you're going to, you know, they always say, every coach I've ever played for, if you're going to make a mistake, make it at full speed. That's kind of what you see from Streveler is, uh, you know, he's, he, challenges, he challenges defenses because he'll run the ball. He's not when – and when I say him making decisive decisions, it goes, you know, to, the, to him scrambling as well. He gets back there, and I love a quarterback that does this. If you get back there and you don't like what you see, Go and don't don't hesitate. Just go. Tuck it after you've gone through your reads. Tuck it and go. He does that, and it's hard for defenses to stop because he's a big guy too, and he's he's fast, and so he's making nice throws. He's making, you know, he's making quick reads, and he's getting the ball out. And he's, uh, I've been impressed, really, 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 really impressed with what Chris Strebler's brought um, to that Bombers team. Hey, six touchdowns. Two picks through two games for a true rookie in the Canadian Football League. That's impressive. Uh, the numbers are there, completing two-thirds of his passes. Hey, another rookie I want to give a shout-out to, what the Bombers are doing. And the Bombers are a talented team. We've talked about this. And, and they were much better defensively, obviously, in week number two. But from an offensive standpoint, I mean, Adam, just quickly, defensively, Adam Big Hill's fitting in. Biggie's back to being Biggie again, racking up the tackles. But how about some love for Rashawn Simonize? How about those plays that he made last week against the Owls? Block, a block kick, uh, and then follows it up with a with a huge bomb, with a huge play, a 53-yard grab. Um, but Rashawn Simonize, this was a guy at the combine, Chez, that you know I think people wanted to see more of. I think they felt a little let down for all the hype around this guy, but he's got a pro body. Uh, he just, and I think you have said it best uh, at the combine a few months ago. This guy just needs a chance to play because he hasn't really had an opportunity to play. And you know what? He doesn't look out of place with the pros so far in just two quick, uh, just in two weeks so far. Uh, there's a lot to like with this guy. Yeah, he got an opportunity when you get you know games like that. He was in the fourth quarter. Actually, Brian Bennett threw him that that touchdown. It wasn't even with Trevor. He was in the end of the game. And and uh, you know when you have 
dominating performances like that, you get a chance to look at some of these young kids. He blocked a punt early in the game, which was a big play yeah. to get the momentum going on the road. And then he took, you know, he took Tommy Campbell deep on that play. And that was uh, Tommy Campbell came out after the game and you know and said, hey, "I got to be better than that." It was terrible. And he was getting getting routed by a rookie like that is not something that Tommy Campbell feels good about. But uh, yeah, shout out to Rashawn Simonides. I'm sure that. Uh, uh, that felt good for him to a guy who's been out of football for a while and has took a, you know, kind of a rocky road to get to get here and to get that under your belt. All that does, James, is builds confidence for him in the next few weeks where if he's not getting playing time, he's not, you know, he's still, you know, waiting his turn because they have a pretty good crew there. He might not get a ton of reps, but what, you know, he has that under his belt now and it, it's something he can kind of, uh, you know, tuck away and feel good about and, and know that, hey, I can make plays in this league. So when he does get an opportunity, just gives them confidence. And when you make plays like that, you get confidence and it helps you helps you with your progression. Yeah, and doing it, as you mentioned, against Tommy Campbell, who I believe Chris Cuthbert uh, on the broadcast described as uh, arguably the best corner man or one of the best uh, cover guys in the CFL right now. By the way, uh, speaking of play-by-play guys, quick shout-out to Rod Smith. Loved hearing Rod, an Ottawa guy originally calling the, uh, the Red Blacks Riders game last week. Need to hear more play-by-play from Rod Smith, man. Those pipes. That guy was made to be a play-by-play guy. Yeah, he's Just, good. Chaz, you know, Chaz, you know people over there. You go straighten them all out. I don't know I got, them anymore. They won't take my calls anymore. But you can, you can talk to them. Yeah, I got, I got a ton of pull over there at TSN. I could probably, I could probably go in an office and make, make some changes and get Rod the games that I think he should be on. So just leave it up to me, James. I got a ton of pull over there. <laughs> yeah, not, not really. And that's not just pulling the garbage out to the, around yeah. the back. Or, no, or, uh, for, the to, panel. To, to, for all jokes aside, Rod is, is, was great. I, I'm with you. It was great to hear him. He's a, yeah. he's a pro and he's a, I, I like listening to him as well. He does a great job. So I know he's got a, a handful of games. I think that he's going to be a, a part of as well, adding, adding him to, uh, to 40 in suits. And that's a, that's a good crew. It's nice to hear. And uh, Dunnigan as well, I guess. Who? Well, Dunnigan's a color guy, but they, they do a good job. I, I liked. Uh, Cutler, I liked hearing. Rod Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Cuthbert, Chris Cuthbert. You know that guy? You know that guy? He does <laughs> yeah, a pretty I good job. The goal, yeah, the goal, man. He's been around. He's been around goal. a bit. Eh? Yeah, no, like, good crew. But uh, hearing hearing Rod was was cool as well. No doubt. No. <laughs> I think he was giving you love on the broadcast. You're gonna forget his name already. You're gonna get in trouble. Who, forgetting whose name? Um, forgetting whose hey, name? Hey, listen. Let's go. I want to go to Steel Town and uh, forget. I and, forget and your name. I forget your name. <laughs> Old what's his name? Exactly. Old what's his uh, name? Couple things. Okay, we want to go to Steel Town for a couple of reasons. First off, I want to give some love to the Arkells, one of the best bands in the country. They're a Hamilton group, and uh, what a phenomenal story to pack Tim Hortons Field like they did. Uh, you know, I remember going to see a CD release party. Uh, I think it was still CD release or their new album release, uh, you know, about six years ago at a little uh, speakeasy just down at, you know, the, you know, the West End of Toronto, down at Dundas and Ossington and at the old Dakota Tavern and, and maybe 200 people in there at the time. And, and for them to have, what, uh, somewhere around, it looked like there were at least 20,000, 25,000 people at Tim Hortons Field the other night that was awesome and not to be outdone is what jeremiah masoli is serving up a big glass of shut the hell up to everybody including big myself glass of what? around the canadian big glass a of what? big glass of shut the hell up everybody <laughs> um hey look we're all waiting for this guy to falter and we're waiting for him to get the hook 
and I'm sure he's probably felt the footsteps as well, just based on based on everything, the storylines, the hype around Johnny Manziel, even what this, his own head coach has said in months past. And Jeremiah Masoli right now is right up there as the best quarterback in the Canadian Football League based on what he's doing numbers-wise after two weeks. His numbers are right there with Mike Riley's. And, you know, I thought the Hamilton Ticats, and I said this last week, they deserved a better fate against Calgary. And Masoli has to, he, he owned that game. He threw a costly pick with about a buck and a half to go, which took them out of it. But you know what? Answered back to open up on the road in Calgary, in Edmonton, Chesy, I love what Masoli's doing right now and the rest of the Tag Cats. And it's not, to, it's not to say it's all one guy right now, but a, a huge props to the guy that's probably had a lot of pressure on his shoulders to, in sort of, a, you know, show me now or else you're going to lose your starting job. Yeah, no, it's, uh, he's, he's been impressive. He was the CFL player, offensive player of the week this week. He's, uh, he's handled this as good as anybody can handle it. And, you know, it's, you know I've heard guys who have been around a bit who have been around Jeremiah a bit, and it's I think guys are he, they're starting to see he's getting a little bit you know frustrated with having to answer these questions every week in every practice. It's you know he's a competitor too, and he he wants to give everyone a big glass of shut the hell up as as you say, um, but he's he's a class act and he's not he's not saying that he's just going about his business every day and and uh, and not only that he's he's putting up he's doing what he what he has to do, and that's one thing about Jeremiah Masoli that you've heard from since he was in high school and that's the guy's a gamer and he, he's a he's a player and he's uh he's doing that he's doing whatever it takes to to lead his team and he's he's been impressive i mean they said it in camp and it's sometimes it's lip service when you hear coaches saying guys having a good camp or he's it is what it is but evidently what june jones was was selling during camp about the jeremiah he said it's the best camp that he's seen from a quarterback i mean that's and that's translated onto the field. So good for him. I'm happy for him. And uh, hey, we're we're the we are the ones, you know. Keep pumping Johnny as well, and keep on talking about him. But uh, it it is, and that's for good reason. But it is what it is. When Jeremiah Masoli's doing what he's doing, we're going to talk about him too. And he's been uh, at, he was great last week. And he's to me, Seaball, uh, he's got this team in the conversation. When you talk about you know the better teams in the league right now. He's got them in the conversation, and that's uh, and that's you know not only what Jeremiah's doing, but what June's doing with his team, and what Jerry Glanville is doing with his defense. I mean, I, I turned on that defensive film, and and these guys are they're flying around. They got you watch. They're they're like Coach Mike Benavides, a defensive coordinator of mine back in BC now with the Eskimos. His his saying we used to always say you know run hit be nasty. That was that was all you had to do every week is run, hit, be nasty, and the, the Tie Cats. That's my best description. They got six, seven, eight hats to the football every time. Turn that film on. They're swarming, and when I see a defense swarm, that tells me they love playing um, for their coordinator. They love playing for their coach. Uh, they love playing for each other. That's the that's one thing you could always see when guys are flying around, especially defensively. It's because they love playing with each other. They're playing for each other, and I, I see that with them. Now you add Delvin Bro, Richard Leonard is a is an all star. Who might have back. the best name in football, right? Delvin Bro. Maybe if you're a bro, yeah, you would. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's a clown. That's a clown yeah, comment, that's a bro. Clown comment, bro. He's uh, <laughs> is that Bryce Harper? <laughs> that was Bryce Harper. That's yeah. clown beautiful. question, bro. That's yeah. classic. That goes. 
that's one of my favorite interviews is, is that that comment. And the, the other one is with Milt Stiegel in the locker room to the Winnipeg reporter when he says, you must have fallen and bumped your little head. The, the junior hockey. Junior hockey. You must have fallen and bumped your little head. <laughs> Somebody, if anybody knows who that was, who that reporter was, please tell me because that's pretty funny. Uh, that's a I, long I think, time you know, ago. I, 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 I hope I get it right. I hope I get it right. I believe it may have been, if I remember correctly, I think it might have been Mike Beauregard. I hope I got his name right. I think it was Mike. I could be wrong, but you can hit us up. The waggle at cfl.ca, or you can hit uh, hit me up at James Sabalski, C Y B U L S K I, on Twitter. And Chez, you're at, at Davis Sanchez, right? Or you, you must got a number fallen, in there too? Uh, no, just at, at, Davis, at Davis Sanchez on Twitter. You must have fallen and bumped your little head. But anyway, back to that. Those junior guys, that, hockey. Junior <laughs> hockey must have fallen and bumped. They. Uh, they uh delvin bro you were saying richard that, Leonard. Yeah, no they, this defense it. they fly they fly around and they're yeah and uh, they're fun to watch delvin bro and and i'm gonna get a chance to catch up with, with delvin bro here we're gonna get a chance to catch up with delvin bro here and, and later in the week but this guy is and he's uh, got a story and he's got a story oh my quickly right? goodness oh my goodness a, a great story one of the be- best stories uh that i've um had a chance to talk to and and hear about his his uh his injury to being, you know, an injury that had him a high school football player real close, real quick here, but a high school football player who had, uh, who was a, a five-star recruit, recruited by all the big D1 universities, including LSU, uh, breaks his neck in high school, uh, goes to LSU as a student, and, uh, you know, fast forward years later, he's now, he does not play at LSU, but he ends up, um, ends up playing in the arena, arena football, he ends up Coming to the CFL, and a few years later, he's the New Orleans Saints' most outstanding defensive player. He's a guy that's uh, lined up for a multi-million-dollar contract. National Football League papers in front of him. Uh, all he needs is a signature, and he's he's making in the, you know close to five million dollars. Just has to stroke stroke his pen, and the doctors don't pass him uh, on a physical. Uh, and teams now gets this is last year. Teams get scared of him. Because of that, because of that neck injury that happened in high school, and now he ends up come, having to come back to Canada. And when you lose out on that kind of money, uh, when you know when you have a pen, a pen in your hand and ready to sign a contract, and you lose that kind of money, and you're not bitter about it, um, the attitude that he has, James, and you know it was. I, I left the conversation, and we'll have that up, in, you know, this week sometime. The conversation we had with him, but his attitude about that and. Uh, and how he's bounced back from that and happy to be in, in back in the CFL and for, for different reasons, it's uh, pretty special. And he's a special, special player that probably I'm going to put him in the top uh, top five corners that I've seen in, over the last 20 years in the CFL. He's that good. Well, why don't you save a little bit for the actual conversation that we're going to drop on the waggle here in the next couple of days. Tell the whole story. Oh, there's there's a lot there's a, there's a lot more to the story, but yeah, <laughs> there is a lot. Uh, it was it was yeah. he's a he's a special 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 young man. Yeah, for sure, it's a great story, and uh, we're gonna share that with you uh, coming up uh, in a little bit. But you know, I'll tell you what, Rich Leonard might be one of my favorite players to watch right now. Uh, he, he's 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 what you describe, Chaz. I believe you like to use the word salty. Salty. He's just he's he's just everywhere, and he seems to be at everybody's face. He seems to be calling people out. And, I don't use I don't uh, use I don't use salty for that, that context. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, speaking of something, <laughs> just, just as as we kind of wind things down, something that kind of caught my eye and ear last week 
after the game between Ottawa and the Riders. So Deron Carter was playing. He was a DB once again. Uh, he got burned uh, significantly, um, but he also had a pick six on Trevor Harris. Um, but but Deontay Spencer kind of took issue and really called out DC after the game and just kind of letting him know that he was the man. I, I don't know if, like, it's one thing to win the game, but if you get beaten on a route and you fall down and, you know, the DB takes the ball to the house. Can you really call a guy out after a game as a receiver? You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I suppose, but yeah. are you buy can you buy it cuz I wasn't. I just was like, "Well, you know what? I'm kind of the film don't lie and I'm just kind of you know, from the department of clarification here, you got the win, but you kind of made it about an individual matchup, and I feel like everybody kind of got their haymakers in. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah. So you you weren't feeling Deontay Spencer's post game uh, comments about about uh, his matchup with DC. I, I that's exactly where I'm going with. I I you know, hey, Ottawa was yeah. the better team and and handily, but um, to kind of own it like that, like it's great that you're confident in your abilities, but. You know, again, um, I, you know, based on the game film that I watched, and maybe it was a different game. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think I saw a bit of a different uh, level to that uh, that contest. Yeah, so. yeah, he, he did. He beat him deep. Uh, he did beat him deep on that. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't. I, I've watched that film several times, but it's that's he beat him deep on that on that one the deep ball, and that that happens. Yep. The Canadian Football League. This is your receiver. You're gonna you're gonna beat guys deep. If you don't, you won't be in the league. It is what it is, um, and then you know a couple other ones were short little passes that that uh, Deron gave up. The pass interference is big deal down the red zone. That's not a big that's not a big deal. I didn't think that you know if Deron was out there getting his head beat in, and and they were exposing him, then I'll I'll say it because it's I also pump him up when I think he's balling. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't out there getting exposed. He gave up a couple plays. Gave up that one big play, but that that happens, and I don't think that. It wasn't like they were ISO and Deontay Spencer, and he was going to work on him. It was kind of a collective effort. So I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't overly. I was surprised that he was going at him that hard. It shows me, and this is how it happens too. That's why they have the 50 minute cool off period after games in locker rooms. Sometimes he was just. He, sometimes the adrenaline gets you, and you get you get hype, and and uh, you know you say things. I don't. I think if Deontay looks at that interview afterwards, he probably would wish he would have went about it a better way. I'd probably guess because. You know he was he was getting a little bit too hyped for for the situation but uh it is what it is he's excited maybe he wanted to give it to Duran who knows their background story I don't know it but uh yeah I'm sure that Duran saw it so he'll uh get to watch it again which may, hey, makes for good TV right? watch it again <laughs> yes exactly good. Good. There'll, there'll be a rematch later this season I'm sure as great well. thing about the CFL baby they play four more times this year they, four, they yeah. play four more times in September, so that, that works out. Everybody wins. Uh, all right, on that note, uh, that kind of uh, brings to a uh, wind down for this week's edition. Uh, uh, I think you could probably use some sleep because you haven't got any over the last week since uh, Avery came to uh, Hurricane Avery rolled into town or the uh, delightful yeah. Avery rolled into town. Yeah, I could I could use a little shut eye. Uh, oh, Avery L is uh, is keeping us awake, but. Uh... It's good. Nice talking to you as always, my man. And it's you know what's great? It's great that uh, the season is back in, in swing, and there's 
there's so much to talk about. I feel we just finished you know a long a long show here, and there's there's so much I could talk about. From I feel like we didn't touch on anything. There's I mean there's you know from matchups to things that happened to X and O's to personnel stuff. There's so much to talk about. But uh, you know what? If, if you guys anyone listeners have questions and want to shoot want to blast back at us for some of the stuff or or, or talk about. Some of the topics we touched on or didn't touch on, hit us on Twitter. I'm at Davis Sanchez. And mm-hmm. what's your Twitter, Seaball? At James Sabolski. That's uh, it. That's C Y B U L S K I. There you go. Hit us, and we can uh, we can chat further about it because there's not not just not enough time in the in the podcast sometimes to uh, to get it all in. But uh, so much to talk about. Uh, I look forward to week three. Yeah. We'll bring it on. Uh, we got a special edition uh, coming your way later this week as well with uh, the great story of uh, the, uh, the... I think there might be a new man crush on the podcast uh, involving Delvin Bro. And um, we will save that uh, We'll save that conversation coming up. A little bonus as we lead into Canada Day. Uh, and uh, we should say that happy Canada Day, everybody. It's coming up this long weekend. And uh, yeah. Wave the flag for this great country for all our American listeners. Uh, we'll give you a shout out for Fourth of July next week because uh, we got an episode before uh, we get to uh, Independence Day south of the border. So uh, that's Davis. I'm James. Have a great one, everybody. Uh, we stand on guard for the later. Later.